Is there someone you feel is trying to change you? If so, how does this make you feel? This is Thursday, December 21st, and nearly all of us have had that feeling before. But does it motivate you to resist that person's control even more when they're trying to change you? If so, you're in good company. This is a natural response to people who feel it's their mission to change us or fix us. We looked at condemnation engineering on Tuesday, the way people use condemnation to try and change others. And we learned this week that this is not God's way. God loves us. He accepts us and gives us the power to change guided by his spirit. He does not use condemnation or rejection. In the story of the birth of Jesus, we see God meeting people where they are. Here's another such scene from our scripture for today. John chapter 4, I'm going to read verse 16 to verse, I'm sorry, verse 7 down through verse 10. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Now, John chapter 4 tells of the encounter of Jesus with the woman we simply call the woman at the well. The encounter begins with Jesus passing through Samaria on a trip across Israel. Now, to understand this moment, it helps to know that the Jews would walk a long distance to avoid going through Samaria. Why would they do that? Well, the Samaritans were considered half-breeds, people who had been unfaithful to the Lord. And it is true that when the northern kingdom was destroyed hundreds of years before by the Assyrians, the people there were taken into exile. And while they were living in the Assyrian Empire, they intermarried. They still held to their belief in the Lord, but they were no longer ethnically pure. For this reason, the Jewish people counted them unfit for the Lord. But notice, Jesus walks through this region they would normally circumvent. Add to that, upon reaching the town of Samaria, Jesus remains by the well outside, and the disciples enter the town to get food for the journey. Jesus there encounters a woman. Now, just for a Jewish man to speak with a woman in public in this way would be not just strange, but taboo. And add to that, Jesus asked for her help to draw water. Now, most likely this woman is drawing water at noon because of her shady past. The other women of the town would not welcome her company in the early morning when they all go out together to draw water for their families. For this reason, this woman must go out in the middle of the day when it would be quite hot. Jesus speaks with her, and he knows her story. We learn this later when Jesus asks her about her husband, and she tells Jesus, well, she has no husband, but she has had five husbands, 
and the man she is living with at present is not her husband. Now, the amazing thing about this encounter and exchange is that Jesus never judges her. He never condemns her. He never rejects her. No doubt the people of her town have already done that, and they've ostracized and cut her off from the cloth of the community. But Jesus does two things. He tells her he knows her story, but he also offers her living water. He reveals to her that he is the Messiah, despite the fact that he has almost almost everyone else to keep his asked everyone else to keep his identity a secret until his time comes. Now we look at her story as a way to understand the way Jesus sees us. We think that God is waiting to catch us in our next sin, that he is focused on our failures, the way a parent sees the B grades on the report cards and totally overlooks the A's. We never see Jesus doing this. Instead, he shows such gentleness and respect in speaking with the woman at the well and in pointing her to the grace he has for her. The point is, she knows that he has accepted her, he has received her, and offered her life. This is the beauty of the gospel, that we must continue to look, to remember, especially when we're struggling or when we feel we've failed. We must see how Jesus loves us. He loves us and accepts us as we are, not as we wish we were. He loves us in our need and even in our sin. And how can he do this? He will take our sin upon himself. He does not condemn us because he will be condemned for us. Now hear the beautiful way this encounter ends. The disciples show up and they're baffled that he's speaking with a woman. It's so strange that they don't know what to say to Jesus. But the woman has run back into town with the news. Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? She asks. She knows Jesus is the Messiah. And you can hear the joy in her voice. It is the joy of discovering that there is life for her. There is forgiveness and hope for her. The one in her town had likely, everyone had given up on her. But now she has received the love of Jesus. The people follow her out of town to meet him. Wow, what joy. This is the joy of being accepted by God, being loved by Jesus, of having a place in the kingdom of God. I think this is the joy that God wants us to have at Christmas. It doesn't matter what story we have lived. Jesus loves each of us. He accepts us as we are. But I have to believe this woman was never the same. And I don't think we're ever the same either when we receive such grace. Let's pray. Lead us to this grace that gives us hope, O Lord, that restores our souls, that we might understand all that you have given us in Christ. For in his name we pray, amen.